0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast sponsored by SportsBetting.com, the best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran, and we're previewing the Broncos-Panthers Week 14 matchup at Bank of America Stadium in Carolina. Going to be talking injury updates on both sides, including Christian McCaffrey. Can Drew Locke stop throwing interceptions? Discussing the Broncos' thin secondary keys to the game and much, much more. Again, this is the First in Orange podcast brought to you by sportsbetting.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at WeSportsBetting and head to sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer 100% risk-free week of betting for up to $1,000 so Ryan we'll start off the show here with the biggest injury news that's come down so far yet this week besides the COVID stuff earlier in the week with the Panthers which we'll get to but running back Christian McCaffrey he of valor Christian fame and son of Ed McCaffrey ex-Bronco's great probably not going to play according to Carolina coach Matt Rule he it's been limited to three games this year due to ankle and shoulder injuries, but now it's a tight quad, Ryan, that's keeping him out, and it's looking like he's not going to get to make his debut against the Broncos in the NFL. Yeah,
1: it was going to be one of the best stories this week. McCaffrey, I mean, let's face it, these are two 4-8 teams, so you're looking for individual storylines, and McCaffrey is going to be one. Obviously, family history with the Broncos, grew up in the area. But you're right. I mean he just haven't he he just hasn't been able to get out of the blocks this year health wise. He had the high ankle uh early in the season. He came back for one game, hurt his shoulder, missed three more, and now the quad. You know, Mike Davis has done a nice job with the run game average and four yards of carry, but you know good on McCaffrey for signing his contract when he did. You know. This he'd never been hurt until this year. Uh, but the things you know, things tend to snowball when you get nicked up early and you know, he did this, I guess, last week during the Panthers' bye week, so he missed practice on Thursday. And, and as you pointed out, Matt Rule will say he doesn't expect McCaffrey to be available. So uh, the bigger issue, or I guess I'd say it's big of an issue for the Panthers, is they got COVID issues. And D, uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, their top two receivers plus linebacker Shaq Thompson are all on the COVID list as of Thursday night. So uh, the Panthers could be short-handed, which could play into the Broncos' hands.
0: Yes, and they'll need that, right, Ryan? Because uh, we'll get to this more in depth here in a minute, but Broncos facing all sorts of secondary issues. Obviously, is saying Bassey going down to season-ending knee injury, Bryce Callahan on injured reserve with a foot injury, and new this week in the Broncos' bingo card of woe is A.J. Boye getting hit with a six-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. So not a good, uh, not a good week another good week in Broncos country. It seems like, you know, you, you lose a game the next week or, ne- or next couple of days, more bad news coming, and that's what happened with Boye this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, in last Sunday's paper, I put AJ as one of those five players who are under pressure to perform in the last five games. Well, he had one game. And even before the suspension, I thought it was unlikely Boye would be back for a second year at 13, nearly $13.5 million, which there's no guaranteed money left. The Broncos can... Create all that salary cap space. They really like Singh Bassey who's out with the ACL. They believe in Oju Mudiay, the rookie draft pick, and they thought Callahan was playing great uh, at the time of his injury. And I would tend to agree with that. So, you know, like like you know, like I referred to with McCaffrey, you know, AJ Boy's first season, maybe only season, with the Broncos, it just couldn't get started. Uh, injured in the first game, misses a month. Injured in the next game with the concussion, misses a month, misses a game. Excuse me. And maybe you're still seeing maybe you're still seeing him trying to find his way over the last couple weeks because you know the Raiders and the uh, uh, Chiefs went right after him. They say you know we'll, we'll, we'll pick on every corner but uh, you know, instead of you know maybe uh, going after a rookie they, they went after Boye a lot too but uh, I mean if Co a fourth round pick upgrade over Chris Harris probably not but you know they gave it a shot and, but I'd be surprised if, if AJ's back next year.
0: First in Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman's show brought to you by SportsBetting.com. SportsBetting.com for the best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere and at Betting on Twitter. And we're just discussing Christian McCaffrey likely not being able to play once again as he's dealing with that leg issue. Broncos injury updates. Graham Glasgow not practicing again with that foot injury. Ryan's looking like he's not going to be able to go for Sunday in Carolina.
1: Yeah, I mean, tomorrow's, uh, as, we, as we tape this on Thursday night, you know, tomorrow's a big day for Glasgow. He's one of those guys who falls into the umbrella with big Fangio. he doesn't need to practice to play. He's a veteran. He's getting his mental reps. You know, I think it's important for him to play because Austin Schlotman struggled big time at right guard when he filled in for Glasgow. Right. Granted, he was going against Chris Jones, who's a terrific player. But, uh, you know, this offensive line is trying to move in the right direction. Glasgow's been in and out of lineup. Uh, you know, get him back. I think they want to focus on run, run the ball just well, just like they did last week.
0: So Denver, a three-point underdog heading into the road showdown against the Panthers per SportsBetting.com. Now, of course, Broncos defeated the Panthers in Super Bowl Fifty, and they have a four-and-one regular season record against the Panthers but are playing in Charlotte for just the third time in team history. So a deck stacked against them once again, or at least the odds makers stacking the odds against them and a lot coming down to Drew Locke's play as it has over the last seven games that he started. He is second worst in NFL with 13 interceptions right now. He's got the worst QBR in the NFL and he's thrown 1.44 picks a game. That's worst among league QBs with at least eight starts so bottom line he's got to take better care of the football Ryan and he acknowledges much but will we start to see some of the fruits of these things and he and Pat Shermer talked pretty much at length this week about locks you know, need to continue to mature take the check downs when, when he's given and then when he's extending plays to extend them smartly and not force balls in, into coverage as we've seen too often here over these last month and a half
1: yeah and You know, as an old offensive coordinator told me, you can never go broke taking a small profit. And I think that's got to be drilled into Drew Locke's mind. That said, sometimes the checkdowns aren't there. Uh, Sometimes on third and five, you have to throw a three yards because nothing else is open. Uh, But what he has to get away from is the kind of interceptions like the first one against Kansas City last Sunday night. He did a nice job avoiding the pressure. He rolled to his left. He was looking downfield, but then he forced the throw to throw the Troy for McGalley that was intercepted by Tran Matthew. Uh, those kind of first half interceptions do you have to avoid. Uh in that in that situation, just scramble for a couple yards and maybe you maybe you get in position for a fuel. He did that later in the first half against the Chiefs. Uh he scrambled for eight yards which made Brandon McManus able to kick a fifty three yard field goal. So those kind of smart plays is what you need out of, need to see out of lock over these last four games. And I mean it's a referendum. Uh, has it done enough right now to say he should definitely be the guy in 2021? You know, um, so the last month of the season for him is going to be critical to say, "Hey, John Elway, I deserve to be the guy," or maybe you bring in a backup veteran that you know puts some pressure on him, or you you know you start completely over. I think it's the long shot, but uh, you know it's all in Locke's hands right now. It's all in front of him. If he plays well, he can solidify his status for next year.
0: First Orange podcast brought to you by sportsbetting.com. Head to sportsbetting.com post for a new player offer, 100% risk-free week of betting up to $1,000. And, of course, they're on Twitter, at WeSportsBetting. And before we get to some sports betting talk, we touched on this just a couple minutes ago, Ryan, but that thin Broncos secondary, they're going to need some guys to set, step up and Will Parks, obviously rejoining the team after his stint in Philadelphia didn't work out. He's going to be big this week, as will Michael Ogimudie.
1: Yeah, and just three weeks ago, the Broncos felt like they were okay at corner with Boye, Callahan, and Bassey. Elijah Holder became their dime guy. Now the only one left is Holder. Uh, So I think it's going to be Ogimudie and Devontae Bosby outside of the base defense. Uh, In the nickel, you could see Will Parks. You could see... Duke Dawson, and then Dime. I'd probably keep Holder in that role when they go six defensive backs. I think Will Parks and nickel. He knows the scheme, even though he just got back into town. I think he was, he, you know, he's better. He's a better option than Duke Dawson. They probably have seen enough of Duke at this point. But, but I think the ripple effect is, if you're a big Fangio, you, know, you probably got yourself into a little bit of a play calling group this season, knowing you had those three guys at corner. You know, maybe this limits what he could call coverage-wise, pressure-wise, uh, zone, man, mixing it up like that. Uh, so he, he may have to go a little bit vanilla against Joe Brady's offense. But I think he's just starting to of stack up this year in terms of injuries, and right now it's that corner for the
0: Broncos. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Duke Dawson having a rough go of it against Kansas City, especially last week. So if he does get time, he'll need to redeem himself. And perhaps uh, one of those players – where a referendum is at stake these last four games. And we'll get to that in the second half of the show here, but first some sports betting talk on the first and orange podcast brought to you by sportsbetting.com. And I mentioned Denver, a three point underdog to the Panthers per sportsbetting.com. Ryan, what do you make of that line? And then some of the, the other notable lines from week 14 games, including the Steelers two and a half point underdog in Buffalo and the Vikings six and a half point dog in Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. Uh... You know, I think the Broncos being a three-point underdog, I think that's going to change once McCaffrey's status is solidified. Even if he was playing, uh, my advice would have been bet on the Broncos. Uh, Because I think Carolina 4-8 coming out of their bye, you know, they're struggling too. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's not 100%. McCaffrey wouldn't have been 100%. They have their COVID issues. So, you know, I I would bet the Broncos – couple interesting point spreads this week that I'm scratching my head about. Steelers being one of them. Uh, getting, uh, getting two and a half on the road at Buffalo. This one, a week ago I would have said no way. Because it's an empty stadium in western New York. There's going to be no home field advantage. But the Bills looked really good on Monday night in San Francisco. And the Steelers look like they are leaking oil a little bit. Bud Dupree, Devin Bush, two big injuries on defense. Uh, Tampa coming off a bye, minus six and a half. I would tend to put my money on the Vikings on that one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, And I'll I'll bring up one other line that surprised me this week. Arizona, which is reeling. They've lost four in a row and five out of six. They're a two and a half point favorite at the New York Giants on Sunday. The Giants have won four out of five you know, to climb atop the NFCs at five and seven. So, that's in Sunday's paper is going to be my ups of the week. Giants beating the Cardinals. Uh, one of my locks is going to be uh, New Orleans going to Philadelphia. I, I think they're just going to pound the Eagles. Um, they're getting uh, six and a half point favorite. The Saints are. I think they're going to cover that. I think
0: they're going to win by fifteen. First in Orange Podcast. That's Ryan O'Halloran giving his thoughts on the lines over at sportsbetting.com. Check them out, sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer. And moving along with the show here, last couple subject. Ryan, you wrote about this last Sunday heading into the last five games. we now just four left. And we talked about Drew Locke pretty in depth earlier in the show. But who else has a lot to prove and a lot at stake here over this last quarter of the season? Because as Shelby Harris mentioned to us earlier this week, you know, even though Bronco's all but out of the playoff chase. Still lots in the air, lots of jobs on the line, and lots of uh, question marks to be addressed heading into the twenty twenty one offseason. Yeah, and
1: I'll start with Shelby. Uh you know, last year at this time he was gonna he was looking for a multi year deal. He figured he wasn't gonna get it in Denver, so he hit the market. That market did not develop. He returned to the Broncos on a one year deal. Uh um, He's entering in his age 30 season in 2021, but he's only played 60-plus games, so he doesn't have as much wear and tear on his body as some of these older defensive linemen. I think he's important for the Broncos to keep because Jarrell Casey has a big cap number. You don't know if he'll be back. Demarcus Walker has been underwhelming. He's a free agent. And if you could have Shelby Harris with Mike Purcell and maybe Draymond Jones as your, as your base defensive line next year, you should feel pretty good about that. And I think Shelby's a good guy to have in the locker room, and also as a leader amongst that line. Uh, you know, Locke is obvious. Boyer is obvious. Vic Fangio is important uh, to have a good finish as well. And, I, I, and Sunday's paper last week, I put Justin Simmons in there too because he's playing for a contract. Derek Bowles is signing keeps that franchise take open for the team with Simmons if they choose to go that route. My guess is they is they offer is they. Uh, Distinguish him or signify him, one of those words, as getting the tag in February and then try and work out a long-term deal because that will help with their cap and also give Simmons some of the long-term security he wants.
0: First in Orange Podcast, sponsored by SportsBetting.com. Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran. Heading into the last segment of the show now here, keys to the game. And between these two, four and eight teams, obviously they're both reeling a little bit. Broncos dropped three of the last five. Panthers, six of their last seven. What are some keys for you, Ryan? For me, I think it starts with that Broncos defense and that secondary, despite being depleted. Can they keep the depleted Carolina passing attack at bay? Can they keep the Christian McCaffrey less run rushing attack from getting out of control? Like, It has, in two of the last four games, over 200 yards the Broncos have allowed. And Teddy Bridgewater, too, you mentioned he's banged up. And his last game against Minnesota, he completed a season-low 52.7% of his passes. So it's not like the Panthers have things clicking. Broncos, despite everyone they're missing, have to take advantage of that.
1: I agree, and I'll start with the Bronco offense. They have the most turnovers in the league. They have the worst turnover differential in the league. So don't turn it over. You know, give your shot, give your, give you, give yourself a chance to have some sustained drives on offense. I would, I would, I would go with Melvin Gordon. I'd ride him. Say, hey, this is your game. Phil Lindsay was not effective last week against Kansas City. I'd even give Royce Freeman some third down work because he can pass protect and he can uh, catch it. On uh, defense, it's going to be fascinating to see what Joe Brady does with this Panther offense. If I'm him. With Bill McCaffrey, regardless of who I have at receiver, I'm testing these Bronco corners to see if they're up for it. If they are, then you move to Mike Davis and try and run it. This Broncos defense has struggled stopping the run over the last month when their defensive line was uh, decimated. But I have uh, but I have the Broncos winning in a close game.
0: Yeah, you got the Broncos 27-26 for a little sneak preview for those who like to read our Sunday section. And I also got the Broncos winning a close game 24-21. I think Noah Fant's going to come through with the game-winning touchdown catch. So we'll see about all that. And, of course, be sure to keep following us, our content online, denverpost.com broncos. This has been the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you tuning into the show. And until next time, folks, take it easy.